Amy, my God, this is scare in word formation. <laughs> well, good morning to you. <laughs> you know, it, it's one of those things where I, I can step into a movie theater and, and go into a storyline and be frightened for two hours and then get the heck out. But but 10 years inside this hotel, how, what, what are you, made of steel? You know, I... I Maybe I am just, you know, because that seems to be the most shocking uh, component. You know, when people are talking to me, how could you stay there for so long? You know, I, I to be honest with you, the years did fly by. You know, they, they flew by and, you know, and if the place hadn't closed, I'd probably still be working there. I've been in a haunted hotel in Greensboro, North Carolina, and I feel like that that spirit came home with me or a part of it did. Are you visited? And especially when it came to putting these stories together, because, I mean, you dive into this. Were, were you visited by people that, that you that stayed at the hotel? Now, are you referring to ghosts? Yes. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> um, have I been visited by any ghosts from the hotel? Yeah. No. Really? No. Yeah. Wow, that shocks me so much because, I mean, it's 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 almost like that you were chosen to be put there because you, you become the listener of what's going on. Because, I mean, 80 people in a 10-year span, that I've never heard of anything like that. Well, you know, that that number, I know it's a, it's a high number, but you have to understand when I first started working there, you know, we had, you know, 80 to 90 tenants, you know, and they were, you know, they were elderly. They were, you know, in some cases, you know, sick, mentally ill. And, you know, that's a, a large chunk of, you know, the population of, you know, the people that were lost there um, during during my time. Yeah. Now, listeners need to know that that Netflix only did part of the story, that that your book behind the door really goes into detail. Yeah, it sure does. And, you know, I really hope that, uh, you know, people pick it up just because, I, you know, I talk about um, so many different things that, that occurred while I was there. And, uh, you know, just, you know, stories of the tenants, things that happened that, you know, things that, you know, I started writing down before I left the hotel just because, you know, there were just too many things happening there that just couldn't be forgotten. How did it personally affect you? Because I'm a, I'm a writer. I've been writing since uh, July of 1994, and I do document document things because I call them breadcrumbs. Was that what you were doing? That's I never thought about it that way, but essentially, yes, yes. You know, writing, just writing down when things would, would, you know, happen, it would just be like, you know, just write down like, you know, a snippet. Cause I mean, I wouldn't need much to jog the memory because, you know, it was a pretty, you know, probably a pretty interesting, crazy scenario as it was, you know, so just jot it down, save it and, you know, come back a little later. Emotionally to be around these, these 80 people that stayed there. I mean, I mean, I, I would build a relationship up with them. I, it, it's more than just a hello or, Hey, how you doing? I mean, I, I, I would have a relationship with them. How did you deal with that? Yeah, and you know that's also in the book too, and yeah, and, and that's that's entirely true. I mean, there were you know a lot of tenants, and I, I do talk about you know some of their unique individual stories, and you know it's also an opportunity to share them. You know, otherwise, you know these people would have been just completely forgotten. Did you ever pick up on some of the vibe of of 1927 when it was created? Because I have in 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 my front yard is a piece of a building from Charlotte that was built in 1925, and I believe that that has energy. Did did you feel anything from the walls? Because they love to talk those walls. Yeah, I mean, no, I'm not I'm not so into like the ghost talk, although I'm not like opposed, and I do believe in ghosts. Um, but the building itself, yes, uh, you know, the the bones of the building, I think, is what you're referring yeah. to, and. Um, you know, and I've actually talked about, I talked about it on the Netflix show that, you know, the building had good bones, you know, and, you know, when it was, when it was built, you know, it was built for, you know, for the modern business traveler. So, 
you know, just standing in front of it or looking at the architecture, you know, you could, you know, I guess somehow bring yourself back to a time when there was hope and, and promise, you know, for, for a new tomorrow versus where, you know, where it stands today. Is the architecture, is that the reason why it's still standing? Because in so many cities, they would have ripped that building down by now. I know, you know, the funny thing is, is that from what I understand, people say that, you know, the buildings that were built during that time, they were built with, you know, a lot of integrity, you know, so they're, you know, they're, they're tough. You know, the, the Cecil's a concrete building. Wow. And, wow. you know, I'm from, I'm from Michigan and, you know, we don't have earthquakes for the most part there. And, you know, that was a fear of mine being at the Cecil. Oh my gosh, what if we have an earthquake? And I was always told, oh, this would be a, you know, a pretty safe building to have an earthquake in. And I just never could understand how that would be possible. <laughs> so now as, as some, you, you took it on as a temporary job, but yet it became a full-time job. What, what was that decision-making moment? Because I mean, somebody that, you know, you go into it by choice, but then now it becomes your, your chosen career. Right. Well, you know, another thing, you know, to understand is, you know, I started there in 2007, you know, the way that we research and, and do things now is a lot different, you know, than it was even, even then, you know, in 2007. So when I got the opportunity, you know, I didn't have an iPhone, so it wasn't like, you know, I just hopped on my phone and to do the research where maybe I would have been like, oh, well, this place doesn't seem like, you know, like it's real safe or anything like that. I, it just, it never worked out that way. You know, I arrived to do a job that was supposed to last for three days and, you know, i after the three days was up, I actually stayed on for the 10 years, you know, and a lot of, you know, unfortunate things happened there. Um, you know, we all, for the most part, know a few of them. And, uh, but that's not really what my experience was. And that's why I really wanted to write this book and, and, uh, you know, explain what the journey was, was like. Well, you know, people are going to be reading this book behind the door and they're going to travel to Los Angeles and that's going to become a place that people are going to want to see. And because I would, I would love to just go in there with my journals and just write just, just, just to feel what, what went on there in its history. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, I still go to the hotel, you know, from time to time, you know, my my best friend, Pedro, who was, you know, a main character in the book, um, you know, I pick him up for lunch. He's still working there. And, uh, you know, when I when I go and pick them up, I you know I always see people out in front taking pictures, and it just never seems to get old. You know, for the people to show up and 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 want to capture what what the moment is for them. Well, since, since it's taking place in Los Angeles, that's next door to Hollywood. Do you want this to become a Hollywood movie? Because I'd love to watch it. <laughs> that's that's an interesting uh, subject. I mean, it would be an interesting movie. It would be uh, interesting to see where the plot goes on that one. <laughs> one of the interesting things here is the fact that there was so much darkness around you during those 10 years, but yet there's humanity inside your mind, body, and soul. How, how did you keep those, you know, separated and filled with peace? Because I, I, I'm just not the kind of person that gives up, you know, I, you know, I'm compassionate about what I do. I'm compassionate about, you know, the people and, and, you know, that what I was doing, I felt really mattered, you know, and the people that worked there, they mattered like, you know, so it was, it really felt more like, you know, um, you know, like it would have been, it would have felt like abandoning a ship, you know, to leave really, you know, just because, you know, it just really became, you know, like a, like a, a kingdom, if you yeah. will, you yeah. know. You bring up an interesting point there in the way that you, you talk about abandoning things. And here in the Carolinas, the pictures that we see of Los Angeles, especially downtown Los Angeles, is that everybody is abandoning the city. Do, do you feel lonesome when you go down there since everybody seems to be leaving? Or those just could be headlines. It could be propaganda. Oh, I think there's a lot of a lot of headlines on all of that. But, you know, 
what I've learned about Los Angeles, I've been here 23 years. I'm originally from Michigan. Is that people leave and people still come in, yeah. you know, because otherwise our roads wouldn't be so packed and the traffic wouldn't be real. So, I mean, there's, you know, there's, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's just coming and going. It's the kind of city it is. When you were putting the paragraphs together, what did you feel and what was your mindset? Because there's many times in my own writing of books that I've, I, it's almost like I have to go into meditation or I've got to go into my own therapy in order to get, you know, free myself from what was put on that page. And I, I love that you brought that up because I, I explained this to my friends and family while I was, you know, writing the book. And there were times things I'm writing about, I mean, they're just so painful, you know, yeah. I, and in the book, you know, I also talk about, you know, some highlights in my own personal life that were, you know, also painful. And, uh, you know, I, it's, it's, a, it's a feeling that's hard to shake, you know, and it takes a lot out of you, but maybe the outcome is a good book. Wow. Where can people go to find out more about you, Amy, and to give you some love? Well, you can buy the book on Amazon, <laughs> Bar- Barnes & Noble, um, Books A Million, um, I have a website, amypricejewelry.com. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Amy Price Jewelry. Uh, I appreciate your time, and I hope I answer your questions. Absolutely, you did. That's why I want you to come back to this show as often as you can, especially around Halloween, because you've got ghost stories, even though you won't call them ghosts, but you do. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I might have a few. Maybe that's for the movie. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, you be brilliant today, okay, Amy? Thank you.